I moved in here about it in January, and I to, to the studio. Yeah, into yeah. the studio, and I quit my. I had a day job, and I quit it like a year ago, and it's been oh, so awesome. That's great. Yeah, so I feel like I've been really relatively productive in the last year because usually my schedule of books is really yeah. slow. Um, so I have a bunch of stuff coming out in February, and then I'm working on something now that I'm excited about. Um, I, I have a picture book that's coming out in February, and I did um, I did a redesign of Sweater Weather. Okay. Which was kind of, um, it was great because it enabled me to quit my job. Like it was, really, I got a really small advance, um, but it was just enough where I felt like I could like quit, you know, and have a little bit of money. Um, so that was great. Uh, and then, but it was, it ended up, I had like, I added a lot of stuff and we took some stuff out and it was like totally redesigned and it's all two colors that are different than the colors of the original one. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, but that was actually really fun. Um, and then... I did two things in anthologies that are coming out also in January. So, so the beginning of 2016 is going to be yeah 2016 big, yeah big, big time I guess so yeah um, the thing I'm most excited about is a graphic novel that I, I started a few years ago but I'm doing final art for it so I have so what, what was it, what was the day job that you quit oh I was at um I was the print making lab assistant in, okay. at SVA oh. it was like part time but um it was just like 24 hours a week but just to not have to go anywhere like every yeah. day is amazing what is what is a printmaking lab assistant do oh well um you towards the end it, i kind of was just the janitor uh so which and so i that's why i was like oh i can't do this anymore yeah. but um uh they have a really nice print shop at S, which sva which is the school of visual arts and um you know i would help people and we had silkscreen etching letterpress litho and woodcut so i yeah. kind of would help students and it actually is, it was pretty busy um, it kind of sounds like the perfect job for somebody who does what you do yeah i mean i love printmaking so um yeah it, it was fun for a while yeah um yeah but then but i was there for like 10 years and then um i also would i was teaching one class there and now i'm teaching two classes so i quit the oh part-time lab assistant job and now i'm teaching two classes so that's my other little steady money gig yeah, is that did did, did the, uh, the the printmaking gig come out of you teaching SVA or going um, going I to SVA? Yeah, they okay. kind of just said SVA. Mostly, they just hire people who went there. I, I can imagine. It's very insular. Yeah. yeah, that's. It's convenient I, if you went there. It, it's it, it it it's great and it makes a lot of sense. You know, especially because I don't, you know, I, I graduated with a creative writing major. Uh, I was pretty hard to, you know, to, oh. <laughs> to enter into the real world. So I can't, uh, oh. and I can't, you know, and I, I, mo I moved to New York because I had an internship. That's what brought me out here. But I, I can't imagine what somebody does for the first, like, five years out of school with oh. an SVA oh. degree. I mean, no offense yeah. to SVA, but just, no, like, an arts that's degree. that's cool. Uh, yeah, you just, like, cobble stuff together, like, yeah. whatever you can. Um, yeah. Which is fine. There's a lot of stuff sure. to cobble in New York, except that it's really expensive, you know? Yeah. Like, duh. But, um, yeah, I came from Chicago, which was, like, way easier to cobble little stuff together and yeah. make a living, you know? But what what was what fine. was your what was your major in? Um, I when I went to the art well, I went to art school for undergrad and mm -hmm. um, I did printmaking and animation and then I was in the illustration department. I came from my MFA in illustration at SVA. Was it's because it, I I actually just I just uh, talked talked to Raina for the show and I think oh. she did illustration. Yeah, she went there for undergrad. Okay. Yeah. 
but it's 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 funny I and mean, I, don't, I don't know I guess I like, get the time maybe the the comics department wasn't quite what it is oh, now yeah um I don't know yeah it it's true actually they have really great instructors now I don't know what it was like when she went there but that was a separate department from okay. the MFA illustration department so um I don't know about her program I don't know that much about her program were were you I mean, how, how serious at, at that point when you were when you were going to school and you know you were at whatever point you were trying to figure out like oh. what 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 I'm going to do in the real world? Where yeah. I mean, did comics even enter into the equation at that point? No, comics didn't, and neither did children's books. Um, <laughs> I, but that's where I ended up getting work. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It, it, like, I mean, I don't know what I thought I was going to do. Who falls into I, comics though? Well, nobody but me when I went there. It was not very popular yeah um so it was just really me um making comics at that time and then but now it's really like everybody's doing comics yeah. there but it, but it, it, I, I guess you know i guess what i'm asking is kind of funny because oh, like, for most people there? it's like well no for I me mean, for most people it's like you know comics is is the dream it's not like oh well that's what i was able to make money oh. off of yeah that's true um i don't know i just was interested i i think i mean the first project i did was that that i got paid for was a children's book Okay. And then how did I get? And then I just, you know, you like you said, you graduate and you're just like, you have no money, and a lot of free time. So I just made this book, which, I mean, I spent the year. I just stayed at my house, and I I met Jeff Mason, who did who ran Alternative yeah. Comics, and um. And and does again, I guess, right? I mean, somebody uh, else is doing. Oh, somebody it. else yeah, is doing I guess, it. Okay. I don't know how that worked out, but yeah. um. Yeah, and it was just I was totally there at the right time and he was like oh you want to make something i'll publish it and yeah. so i just spent my free time making this book which was sweater weather um and then i kind of got work from it yeah so it was just like a something to keep me busy sort of um well i, I don't know you didn't but you I mean, it, you didn't have any sort of like like grand ambitions at that of point comics no well no or just a, of of like anything i mean you know oh. you, you wanted to do something artistic you had no idea what that was going to be um, I really, I think I was really focused on selling this children's book, which, mm. um, and I thought that would make me money, which is ridiculous because none, none of those things pay very much. Yeah. Um, I guess children's books pay a little more than comics, but nothing is fantastic. Um, I don't know what I thought I was going to do. Yeah. I can't even remember. I was just trying to make ends meet, really. I, I, uh, I this, this is kind of the, 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 the cliche about, you know, making children's books about how like everybody thinks they can do it and how they're deceptively oh simple God. and all this yes. um you know like uh i just talked to i don't know i keep name dropping my own episodes but, um i just talked to kate beaton who's got she's got a, oh, a, yeah. a kid's book coming out oh, on okay. uh, scholastic um and that was sort of you know and i guess her approach to it was not necessarily like like kind of not overthinking it i mean that's Oh. That's that's kind of a risk that you take with kids' books, right? When you hear like, yeah, when you hear it's you know this deceptively simple thing, and you can't. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Um, it's funny. Like I started doing them, like that was kind of the first thing I did, and it was like this short story. And now that I'm doing sort of used to doing longer stuff, where you can like pack in all this information yeah. and just kind of like go off on tangents, it's really hard to go back to something really simple. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But that but that just kind of flowed. Early At the on? time, it did. Just, you, yeah. You didn't overthink it. No, it was my thesis project, and I had to like make something. So I wrote okay. a little story, and I didn't think that much about it. And then I tried to sell it. Um, yeah, and then I actually I have to do some picture books. Uh, 
for a second gave me contracts to do picture books, but I don't really know what to do for them. It's like so yeah. much harder and it's so much more fun, I think. For me right now, or at least I'm having fun right now, making working on graphic novels where you can make like a whole world, which yeah. you can't do in picture books. I, I wonder. I wonder. If, you know, part part of it being easier early on was this idea of like you know because you were doing your you know, for your thesis that maybe no one was ever even going to look at it aside oh, from you know yeah. your professors. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know what I thought. Um, it, it's hard to remember. Uh, I think it was just you know I made short comics. I made like little anthology comics. So. They were like eight pages. So yeah. to then go to 32 pages, that was sort of a step up. And then after that, I went to like 160 and 200. And it's hard to go back down. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did the, what, how, how is it that it happened that all of your stuff is kind of like targeted towards younger readers? Because I'm like an eight-year-old. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not intentional. I mean, I'm not making it for any audience. I'm, yeah. You know, I Mark just says make something, and I make it, and that's yeah. what it turns out to be. Well, I guess you know, I, I, I mean, there, you know, that that's another one of the the differences between making a, a comic and a picture book is like, you know, l let's be honest, like who's who's gonna read a picture picture book? I mean, it's it's gonna be you know kids right. or parents, but the comic is kind of a completely different thing, right? I mean, that's something potentially that anybody yeah, can pick up right. and enjoy. That's true. Like, yeah. you see adults reading El Defo on the train, but you don't see them, yeah. I don't think, that often reading picture books on the train. I don't think I've ever seen anybody read a picture book on the oh, train. Oh, I do, but I don't think I see other people doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, must, we must not take the same train. Oh, yeah. Do you, do, do you read a lot of picture books? Um, yeah, I do. I actually, like, love... I don't know... Like, I feel like the library is my best friend now. I don't yeah. know what happened. I used to buy books, and then I, it just sure. never occurred to me to go to the library. Um, and then I, my book, you know, I just had too many books. So I started going to the library, and the library is amazing, you know? Yeah. You can get, they have, like, every book, um, and you can take it and give it back. No, I'm and familiar with how, you know? how libraries work. <laughs> but thank yeah, you for that. Sure. I mean, but it's so great. You get any, you yeah. know, because it was, used to be, like, I don't. I don't know why I didn't use the library. But I like, but I like this. Like, it's like you just like stepped off I, of a spaceship and you're yeah, like, guys, right. this is, yeah, right. you don't They're even know genius. that this thing yeah. is here yeah. that you're not using. No, it's I true though. I, it's been a while since, yeah. since I've done that. So, I, yeah, and it's. I mean, I guess maybe I didn't. You used to have to go to the library sure. like, physically, and that yeah. was kind of annoying. And but now you just request your book online, and it they email you when yeah. it's there, and you just get it, and it's so great, you know. But you're but you're reading you're reading a lot of kids books. I think I read both. I read kids' books yeah. sometimes because I read reviews and I think, oh, okay. that sounds interesting, and um, so I look at that. For, I mean, I do I mean, kids' books. Yeah. Still. Yeah, I mean, you're, 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 I mean, they're like they're, they're they're research in a sense. Like sometimes the re research, um, like I always like I love the New York Times ten best illustrated books yeah. list, you know. So I'll check those books out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess when the and then when when the awards come out, I always okay. read, you know I always get those. What 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 are you looking for? Because you know it seems like you you've I mean, you, I mean obviously you've got this this pretty well defined style. You know when when you're looking when you're looking at these books, is it is it pacing? Is it structure? I mean, are are, are you are you analyzing them on that level? Yeah, I'm not really very okay. analytical um, or intellectual, um, but uh, I'm not thinking about it unless I'm trying to do something. Mm. You know, which isn't that often. Like, you know, I mean, I, like, well, if you're I'm always working, for though. Something, yeah, I'm always working. But if I'm searching for something, or if I'm trying to figure something out, 
then I'll really pay attention. But a lot of times I'm just yeah. want to see what people like. Or like what is and yeah and I mean the New York Times list usually has international books which yeah. I don't usually see so that's always really fun to see like what styles I guess like drawing styles mostly is what I'm looking at them yeah. for and I always want to change my drawing style yeah. and I'm always I'm always looking for that I'm always looking for a better drawing style but no matter how many times I try and do things and do little experiments I always just end up with the same drawing yeah, style yeah but the, it's um, that. That's a really nice thing to have when you're doing when you're doing work for kids, you know, because you, you think about like like Richard Scarry or Shel Silverstein or these people with these right. really defined styles, who, you know, who do who do a variety of books but have a really clear like, style. It's, I mean, that's, I mean, kids are kind of looking for the familiar, right? Yeah. So it's you know it's it's nice you know if, if one of your older books is their favorite book, that's a, you know they're they're going to keep returning your stuff I because they so. they recognize that style. But there's so many better I don't know like sure. you look at other people's stuff and you're like oh that's so cool who would so you cool. like to be Sarah who would I, you know who I would love to be is Juhi Yoon right now I don't know who that is um, she's really an illustrator but okay. she has some children's books out and they're so beautiful um, I don't you know the stories are I think she did a, one of uh, well write it down for you it's by Enchanted Lion which has a great stuff uh, do you know I don't know do you read children's books maybe I not don't, I don't oh okay I don't I'm trying to think. Oh, Enchanted Lion always has a booth at um, Cab, and actually Mocha too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they do comics, but they do really great picture books, and they have a lot of foreign translations. And the woman who runs it has great taste. Um, so Juhi did some stuff with her, and I think the first book is just a book of poems. But her drawings are so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I can't even think of the title of the first one, but and it's got like fold-out pages. Like I love. I mean, because I'm a printmaker, I love yeah. things that are done in layers like you would do printmaking and yeah. also like fold out things. And so she's got these fold out pages. And also like I like to think about how the other thing I always want to do and I never get to do it is like non-traditional books where you would have transparent pages yeah. or like fold out pages or die cuts. And I always think about, I'm always looking at stuff like that and trying to figure out how I could use that. You should that. do a pop-up book. That'd be great. I guess. Yeah. Or something like that. You know, yeah. it's fun to think about how to tailor your story to the medium, yeah. you know? So I guess I'm always looking at stuff like that. So sure, anyway, her, her books are great. I wish I could draw like her. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the first, you know, I, I think First Second does does a good job with, like, cover design and things like that, but their, their books are pretty straightforward. Yeah, and there's no... The big publishers do not want to spend money on yeah. any extras. I think I got... I have one in sweater weather. There's like a small page, so that was kind of exciting that they would spring <laughs> for that because um, it's tipped in, you know. So that's like extra work. Um, and the, actually, the book I did for I just did a book with Chronicle that was really just like a work for hire thing that somebody else wrote, and and I got to use a fifth color, like a Pantone color. So that was <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, nobody else will spring for that. So it was hot pink. So yeah, that was fun. So it's hot pink plus CMYK. Um, but yeah. What I mean, what. what what, what what is what is it about your style that you feel like is is somehow lacking? Oh oh and I don't know I, no but everybody uh, the grass no, is no, always greener sure. you know. I mean but okay I, I I guess what I'm asking is you know having having not looked at um I'm already forgetting the woman's name but having not looked at her stuff like what what is what is she doing that you're oh. not doing? She um like her and the no brow books they're so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, is it just, is it detail? It's just is the it style like um. 
I love how she uses colors and yeah. patterns. And, I, you know, I always want to not have an outline. I'm always trying not to have oh, an outline. Yeah. And I always do. Yeah, I'm staring at a black and oh. white right there. And oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's almost, it's almost like a coloring book. It could be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I can't get rid of it. It just seems like you would have to be really self-confident to, like, yeah. not have an outline, like, just... Does, it, does that mean draw? Is that like drawing in colors? Is that how you get rid of that? I guess you would draw in shapes, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I tried like, I guess you're recording this, did, so no one yeah, can see. Yeah, well, the watercolor. Is it the tiger one? That like that? yeah. That so I used the risograph. Yeah. Do you know you know the risograph? It's like a popular tool right now, yeah. I guess. It, well, it's like a photocopier. Okay. And you choose the color oh. of the ink. So it's like a little oh. bit like offset, where you put in the yeah. yellow cartridge and then. You have something that's black and white, and you photocopy. So the that's yellow. that's not a watercolor right there. No, it's not. Um, oh wow! So you you photocopy it in layers. So if it's okay. four colors, you run it through the risograph four times. So and it, the thing about it is that you can't line them up that well. So that's like a good ah. exercise. That was a good exercise for me. Like if you have the yellow and it has to fit exactly in the black outline, yeah. it's not going to line up. It's going to look terrible. So to, so that was fun because. I couldn't use it. I was trying to like design it in a way that it was only shaped so that yeah. if they didn't line up, it, they'd be fine. I, if, it seems like you could accomplish some of that through through watercolors in that you know you you don't really have a line that you're coloring in, right? I, I mean, guess so, but I really can't seem to use watercolors. I don't know. They seem really hard. It's 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 fun. It's funny looking at that too because there are certain things about that. I mean, the eye, the eyes especially. Oh, are, are the most identifiable thing in terms of your style. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I guess a, is, so. that a, is that an octopus or something in the tree there? What? <laughs> it's a bad smell. It's the it's a character who has a bad smell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's it's a little mo mollusk it's, yeah, it's looking. Yeah, it's kind of lumpy. It's like a lumpy yeah. purple guy. But it but it, it it it's funny that you know there. Oh, like the big round eyes. Yeah. yeah the, the 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 eye the eyes the eyes and the pupil. It's, it's like it's it's interesting to right. see people. Yeah. Try new styles and to see what ends up kind of. Coming oh yeah, through that. Coming through. Yeah, it's funny. I guess eyes are really. Um, everybody has a really specific way of drawing eyes. Like yeah. some people just have a circle with no. Do you start with them? Is that? Do I start with them? Yeah. I don't know. I used to. You know, I, I. You know. I used. To, I used to draw when I was. I was younger, and that was the easiest thing to. Kind of. I mean, you know, like for, for, for like a like a like a lot of kids, you know, who grew up in the like eighties and nineties. Um, like Garfield was a really easy thing to draw. Oh yeah, Garfield. And he always start he with has the eyes. eyes. He and has he's an out, he's an outline. Yeah, right. Yeah, They're just big circles. Yeah, he's big circles, and, yeah. and that's and it's sort of like he's he's a series of shapes, really, right? right. He's, a yeah, the, he's a series of circles. Yeah. Like, did you ever um, talk? Speaking of, the, of 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 the library, did you ever go and and, and uh, check out those like how to draw books, like how to draw like oh. Fred Flintstone or something? Right. Yeah. And it was just it was sort of like a series of a series of circles yeah. on a page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never figured out how to how that actually like, worked oh it totally doesn't there was one actually there's a it, there, i just got the the advanced readers copy for this the anthology i just did and mm -hmm. there's like a how to draw and baby mouse is one of the comics i don't know if oh yeah yeah, I know, yeah so there's like a how to draw baby mouse and it's like it says draw a circle and then yeah. draw a triangle and that's it but that's totally not it yeah you know it's, yeah you have, there's like some subtlety to like making it actually become the character I it think. should it yeah. should just say how to draw baby mouse and then just like draw baby <laughs> right, mouse yeah. and a picture of baby right, mouse. Right, yeah, because who draws in? I don't draw sh in shapes. Who draws in shapes? I don't. I don't. I you know. I'm. I, I my, you know. My 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 context for drawing is from like 
Well, I guess I mean you kind of do, right? I mean, I'm you know I'm looking at the, the pencil I mean, drawings and it's like so those are always like draw a circle and yeah. then a triangle and yeah. a square, but I don't. But I there mean, are certain like you know like there there there's this uh, the monkeys down there. Oh, the monkey, yeah. Yeah, I mean there you know there there's there's the there's the mouth. There's like a big oval for the mouth. Right. There's yeah, a circle I guess for the so. eyes. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I mean, can you? Can I think? I can you sort of visualize? Can you like? Can you picture yourself sitting in front of a blank sheet of paper? I think and how that I don't. Try, no, you have to like think about who the character is and sort of like channel the character. I don't think you can. If you translate it into just something mechanical, it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Wait, let me turn off my phone. Okay. Yeah, so, I feel like it's. I'm really tempted to just put like a sheet of paper in front oh, of me and say like draw, draw monkey that monkey. Well, I always start with the face. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know. You you what do you what are you teaching at SVA? Um, I teach silkscreen and I teach uh, zine making class. Okay. Which so, I actually so they're both kind of printmaking. Yeah, guess. they're both printmaking. Okay. Yeah. What, what what were you what were you pointing at over the, there? So the um, class uses that risograph. Oh, okay. So we're so we're doing yeah. color separations and stuff like that. It's I I mean again like SVA is a tremendous resource that so you're able to go there oh, and play around amazing. these these machines. Yeah, that is totally the best thing. That was the best thing about working at that job and still teaching there is that you have access to the equipment, you yeah. know, and to, like, you know, like a printmaking lab, like I can just go make letterpress cards or whatever when I feel like it or whatever. Have, so have, you, have you done any, have you taught any kids? Have you, have you done any like comics making workshops? Um, I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm not going to say it. Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I'm not so great with kids, but sometimes okay. I do library, like school visits and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not the greatest with kids. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. That's 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 that's. It's funny that like that you've gravitated towards, towards this. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're, doing, that you're like not only like making these ostensibly these children's books, but like reading kids' books. Oh right, yeah. But but you've got to like. But I don't. Cause, I read because I like them, not. Because they're for kids. Yeah. It's it's interesting. You know, it's, I, I guess it's, you know, it's interesting. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't relate to, you know, you can't find, oh, like, right, you yeah. can't find some common ground <laughs> or something. Yeah, I don't know. Would, would it be, you know, I mean, you, I, I assume that you've, you've, you've gone to some classes. I, I went, like, I, I searched on your name and there's, there's, like, some curriculum stuff. Because when you work oh. with somebody, like, for a second or, like, Scholastic, they, they all, oh. they all do these class curriculums, like, like, teaching oh. around the books. They do that. Okay. Somebody, I guess that's somebody's job. But you haven't, you haven't like stood in front of a class and, and taught. Not really, no. Okay. I think it would be, I think it would be really interesting to, to do that. And I think it'd be, you know, potentially help, uh, kind of helpful for you to kind of figure out like how it is you work. Because, you know, you're, you're doing, you're, 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 you're teaching printmaking, which is one thing, but to really sort of you know, kind of like, almost like deconstruct your process right, and your style, because yeah. that's you know when you're when you're when you're sitting around and you're when you make a curriculum or something, right? You have you to ha- think, you have to kind of like yeah. almost like look over your shoulder and figure out how yeah. how it is you make comics. Yeah, I mean, I do like little, little presentations and stuff, and yeah. so for that you have to really think about what you're doing and how you can present it in some sort of narrative way. Yeah. Um. So I kind of do that. Yeah, and then when making a curriculum, you have to do that too. Like think about which I don't. I'm like not very self-reflective, so 
I don't think about what I do, but like for the comics class, you know, you have to think about how do you, yeah, like it's a, or it's a zine class, so you know, how do I have them make something, and stay like a little bit harder than the previous project, and yeah. like what do I want them to think about like when they're making zines? Are you are are you making zines? Do, um, do you do I that am stuff? not. Uh, I just love the risograph. I love the yeah. printing part of it, and I do like to think about like little books and like. Um, the form of the book and like how you can use it like how you can like one of the projects is they have to have like a custom cut shape on one of the pages and it has to be they have to like it has to work when you have the page folded this way and then when you turn it mm. and the cutout is facing the other way yeah. it has to be like a story that so I mean I guess that's at least two images where yeah. you flip the page and if you count the picture on the cutout page I guess maybe that's four I guess it's four pages you know but like how can they work that into like I mean I like the when I mean thinking about how the book form can yeah define the story has has, has thinking about it as a physical object um, and, and teaching on that has has that affected your storytelling at all no because I um, I end up just doing the same thing for first second with it and I never get like cutouts or anything like that yeah. or die cuts um, it did it definitely helped me figure out like my first children's book um the one that I sold because it was silkscreen, mm -hmm. like it was initially silkscreen, and so it had like a limited color palette, so that had to be part of the story. Yeah. So it was. So it was about these characters who lived in a crummy neighborhood in Brooklyn that was really gray, and they were trying to bring color to their neighborhood. So the, so like I didn't want to, you know, it's like if you're doing silkscreen, if you print a five color page, it's five passes, you know, of like ink or whatever so what if you have a kind of, yeah, yeah so you want to kind of keep it down so i had like all the pages five colors and then a couple pages were ten colors so i had to figure out how that could be part of the story it, it, it it's it's really interesting to think about it and, and i think this is something that a lot of people are thinking about a lot more you know somebody like like the probably the most obvious example is somebody like art spiegelman who's like you know uh because it's so you know easy to get digital comics um, you kind of have to take a step back and think about the way people are reading it and how you can use that to your advantage and how you can use a physical book form you know like what and, and I guess sort of think about the kind of things the, the kinds of things that you could do in a physical book that you can't necessarily do online oh yeah um, and, and you know and, and you can't really I guess you can't really play around with that as much working for somebody like Macmillan but but I don't know maybe maybe there are maybe there there are still some things I don't know maybe it's maybe maybe it's pacing um it you know certainly the act of like reading right and turning a page turning like a page you always really yeah I always think about that um like if you have a joke it's the bottom yeah right and then you turn the page and find the punchline or whatever I think about I think about one of my favorite books growing up is there was a Sesame Street book called there's a monster at the end of this book. Oh, that sounds familiar. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, the whole, the whole, it's, 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 it, it stars Grover. Oh. And the whole book is sort of Grover, like, freaking out that there's, when you get, oh, if I get okay. to the book, there's going to be a right. monster. Yeah. And then Grover is the monster at the right. end of the book. But that, yeah. that's an interesting example of them kind of using the, the pacing of the oh, books. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's, I, I think that's something that, that, potentially you can play with um, even more with a kid's book because, you know, the act of turning a page for a child is a, it's a much more deliberate act than it is for an adult. Right, yeah. When you're reading a, 
hundred, two hundred yeah. page book. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, children's books definitely the page turn is really important. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you know, you've got the. Do you say Wacom or wa- oh. Walk? Everybody says it differently. I, w- I would say Wacom, but Wacom. whatever okay. you want to say. The, yeah. The, the Wacom. Uh, so you know, so, you, so you, you've got the drawing table over here, and then um, the scanner. Uh, so, you, so you're doing like a, it seems like you're doing like a fair amount, a fa- fair amount of it digitally at this yeah. point. Yeah, a lot more digital. Yeah. So, so what are you, are you you're drawing the the outlines on paper, on paper and then uploading it? Yeah, and then scanning and. Yeah. Yeah. Are, and you're coloring digitally. Yeah, coloring digitally, but a lot of people in this building seem to be using those Cintiqs, you know, yeah. where you draw like on the monitor. Yeah. And I could cut out like seven steps of every page if I use that. I don't yeah. know. Because you're actually you're actually not to monitor but drawing on the picture versus drawing on a yeah separate like tablet. for each right now I mean I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm like doing it like it's 200 pages my project is 200 pages and so each time I have 200 you know I have a bunch of piece, pieces of Bristol paper and I rule each one out which I wouldn't have to do and then I ink it and I'm actually tracing my sketches that was my that was like this ingenious idea that somebody <laughs> in the studio gave me. Um, so I'm tracing my sketches, which is making it really um, quick. Wait, why are you tracing your sketches? Because it's so much faster. Wait, I, no, I guess oh, wait, I'm, I'm tracing my thumbnails. Okay, so I, my thumbnails are done. Okay. They are done and they're approved. So I'm printing out each, uh, like I'm laying it out so that on the computer, so that it, it's the right size for my Bristol paper. And then I'm printing it out, but I have to print it out in two sheets. So I'm taping it together and then I'm putting it on my light board and I'm tracing okay. that. And like Jeez. all of those could be eliminated if I just worked entirely digitally. Yeah. Um, and then I have to like, you know, I ink my drawing and then I clean it up and that takes a really long time and I wouldn't have to do that if I just drew right on Is the testicity, is, is, is it that important for you, for the process of actually? No, I can't imagine not using a brush. Hmm. But I c- I'll have to figure it out, you know? It yeah. sort of like hurts me to think of drawing it digitally, but I'm sure for all the time I would save, uh, well, I could do it. To, to be fair, you know, I mean, you know, this, it, this could potentially present an opportunity for you to almost like kind of try a new style. Like it's a yeah. new tool, right. so it's it, new, it might, right. look, it might yeah. look differently. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know like nobody, everybody's afraid of changing and yeah. having to figure things but, out. It's but, a little painful, but. But, you, but... but in a sense you are, because in a sense you're kind of, look, you're experimenting a little bit. Yeah, the yeah, and I should just suck it up and do it. And I'm yeah. sure I would think it was great like everybody else. Well, you know, you know now that you don't have a, a day job, you know, you've got oh, a little yeah. more time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for this project, I'm like 30 pages in, so oh, yeah, you it's can't too really. late. But the yeah. next one. I okay. definitely will give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you have you done any just straight publishing online? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm a real paper person. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting to kind of play around with that. Yeah, I did it. C- I mean, everything like kind of ends up online or in a yeah ebook or something like that. At yeah, some point, you know. I, I don't. It's true. I mean, I did a small comic for that's supposed to go online. It was like a donation for a anti-poaching comp- like yeah. organization like a non-profit um, you can't you could like hold the page really close to your face and see details that you can't see online yeah. you know I don't know yeah. it's so much more I don't know paper is so satisfying in print for yeah. me that's just who I am you yeah. know that's my background you studied animation? yeah I did animation at the art institute do you, do you still Anime? No, actually, I thought um, it was so time-consuming um, that comics were like a shorthand oh, for animation. You're like yeah. storyboarding in a sense. Yeah, you're storyboarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 
uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's, an, that's another thing that potentially you could try online, I suppose, you know. Right, with my future Wacom, my Wacom tablet, or my yeah. Cintiq or whatever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's much easier than, when I did it, it was all, like, on paper and we shot on film, so, but now I'm sure it's faster yeah. than it was in the 90s. Uh, have you, uh, has, there, has there been a talk of doing animated versions of anything you've done at um, this point? Is that... That would be great. Uh, Blue Sky approached me about robot dreams, oh. but then there were like all these other robot books out. And at the time, there was like Wally and yeah, I don't know. There was another one. Oh, it's not the Iron Giant, but there were there a bunch of There was a Robot time. Six or something, or like or whatever iRobot it was or something like that. Yeah, there, were, yeah, there was yeah. like a rash of robot. There've been movies. a lot of robot yeah. movies. Yeah. So yours it was, was like right was different that. though. Maybe. Um, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it was different. Dog and a robot, and yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but that, other than that, um, my friend and I made a pitch, a TV show pitch about some unicorns, but nobody is oh. buying it yet. Sounds like, that sounds like exactly the thing that would be big right now. Yeah, I guess there's another unicorn TV show. Okay. I don't know what it is, but apparently there is. It might be My Pretty Pony. I'm not sure if that's yeah, a TV show right now. Yeah, or some variation of My Our unicorn was way better, but um, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Do you ever draw people? Not if I can help it. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Um, maybe that's why my stuff is for kids because I, I have to draw animals. That's, um, yeah, that's funny. I just, I'm bad. I'm bad yeah. at people. Yeah. Yeah, it's not pretty. I guess yeah. a robot is maybe as close as. Yeah. If I, draw, I, I sometimes for illustration jobs, I draw people. Yeah. But, you know, I don't care about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard. You know, because I, I think, you know, one of the, one of the things kind of getting back to what we were talking about earlier but you know one of the things you, you do well is um distilling it into a few shapes you know or you know a few, oh, a few yeah. lines right i mean like that's 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 why i was sort of like pointing the monkey thing is it's like it's like you know like one two three four like right. like, like yeah. maybe like 10 lines to draw yeah. the monkey and it's that's that's it seems like a much harder undertaking with a person yeah i think because you look at people all the time, it's you really notice when you get people wrong. And yeah. Also, I feel like my animals have character, but my people. Yeah. Are really generic. I just yeah. can't. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Well, it's, it, the fact that they're like different animals is what is what distinguishes them. Right. I mean, I have never made something with like five monkeys where they're yeah. all distinguishable. You know. Yeah. It's, so it's really easy. You know, like there's one monkey, and you know it's the monkey that it always is, and then yeah. there's the donkey, and yeah. That's that, that's funny though. That, that, that's that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. So you so you're you're kind of self-taught in terms of making comics. It sounds like. I think so. Isn't everybody self-taught? Unless well, now were, there's now there's programs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was never my intention to do comics. I, I yeah. think. But yeah. but I mean, you started doing them in, in earnest in in college. He, it, at SVA yeah. as a grad student. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean, in my thirties or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, when yeah. when when did when did it occur to you that they were a thing that you could do? Everybody has everybody has that moment, you know. Um, like, I remember the moment when I thought they. I was like, oh, comics are cool yeah. in like the late nineties, because um, I was not into comics growing up. But I don't know when I thought. I don't really know if they are viable. At some point, maybe. Well, they no, are. But, but just you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're viable in the sense that, like, you know, there's a point. There's a point you get to, 
you know, anybody's doing a creative thing where, where they get to where, where you know, they, they sort of stop just being a fan and being a person who makes it yeah. viable from the standpoint of like, oh, this is like, I can actually like do this. this. I could yeah. sit down, not even sell it, but I could oh. just sell it. I can make it. Oh. That I, yeah. you know, that I can actually create. Yeah, I think... Uh, and there, there's a disconnect. Like, for a lot of people, there's a disconnect of, like, superhero comics that they're just this sort of, like, big other huge production. And then at some point, you discover that there's this whole world of people self-publishing and, and yeah. indie comics, and that maybe it's something that you could actually do. Um, you know, I think I was in grad school, and the program that I was in, like, they really emphasized writing. So you had to write. Like, I had mm. never written... Um, before and uh like i never i didn't you know if i drew i drew i mean the characters were my characters but i didn't write stories uh so if you're drawing your own story that like that was like a real turning point yeah. i guess um you really connect to the story because it's yours um yeah i do remember like struggling in like the 90s when i first started finding comics that were cool i could make like, i could do like a three panel comic yeah. but I couldn't really make the jump to like a whole story yeah. so I think it probably was being in school where I had to write and come up with stories I guess it's interesting I guess, I, guess, I guess comics in a way are sort of the most direct combination of words and pictures you know because it's it, like there, there, there's it's, it's a corresponding image for like each line of dialogue right and you but, can do it all yourself like yeah. animation it's just it can't all be yours because it's too much work but even really? like even like a kids book is a little more abstract, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. words and it's this big scene. But this is like, if you're really, if somebody's almost like forcing your hand and making you write a story, and you're an artist, this is kind of the most direct way to accomplish that is is drawing a comic. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I remember writing that story, like the first story for that children's book. I didn't really want to write it. Like, mm -hmm. I just I had to make a project, you know? And I wanted to do screen prints, and so I had to, like, I feel like I really, like, squeezed it out, and it was painful. But then it was, I guess maybe that was sort of a... Yeah. A, yeah. You know, the, whatever. The it was one, like an evolution or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure the first one's always a little painful, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, always. That's true. There you go. That was Sarah Barron. Thanks so much, Sarah, for taking the time to do that. We were at the top of the conversation. We were trying to figure out the last time we had spoken, and I think it had been like five or six years uh, back when I was doing programming for a, a convention in Brooklyn called KingCon. Uh, so good catching up with her. She's been uh, doing all sorts of fantastic stuff. Uh, she had a really delightful uh, graphic novel called, uh, called Robot Dreams out at the time, and she's done a lot of uh, really great illustration work. Uh, also, she's got a, a new book, or I guess kind of sort of a, a reissue of, of an old book, uh, Sweater Weather. So uh, it was it's a short story collection originally published on Alternative Comics back in 2003, uh, and that will be arriving on uh, for a second with, with uh, new content and, and other fun stuff uh, in February. So thanks so much to her for taking the time to do that. Thanks to... Uh, to Dean for um, actually facilitating that because uh, Dean Haspiel um, that was done. So this was the, the this was conversation was, was done a, a while ago, and and these episodes usually take a while to actually um, to, to to surface. But um, the I I couldn't remember exactly when we did it, and I was listening back on on the conversation trying to figure out what that staticky hum was in the background because the sound quality is usually a lot better. And I realized that you know we were doing it in. Um, 
this uh, big studio space in, in Kiwanis, Brooklyn, where uh, Sarah's based out of uh, Hang Dai Studios and Dean and a lot of other folks. There's just a ton of cartoonists based out of there. But uh, I realized that that sound in the background was the sound of, uh, of, of an air conditioning warehouse, a portable air conditioning system. Um, so bringing back some, some fond memories of, of me uh, literally sweating throughout the entire interview. Um, so thanks to, uh, thanks to Sarah for putting up with that uh, uh, thank Dean uh, did that already thank Brian and I'm not going to thank Brian this week because you know what I edited this thing together uh, as it was a bonus episode so if um, if there were any problems at all please direct them to me because it was it was completely my fault uh, one together uh, thanks to everybody at the Boing Boing Podcast Network if you like this podcast many other fine podcasts you can check over check out over at boingboing.net you can also find out uh, some information and listen to the shows at iTunes and while you're at iTunes you should take the time to to rate this program we appreciate all the ratings that we've been getting lately could certainly use some more uh, follow us on Tumblr that's rwildcast.tumblr.com that is the first and best place to get all of your R-I-Y-L related information uh, the email address is rylcast at gmail.com if you got any feedback or anything else uh, Facebook likes over there and I guess that's about all I got uh, we will be back in a few days in fact with another episode of RIYL